Good morning, and welcome to Me, Myself, and My Lonely Mornings. This morning's episode is getting posted a little bit late. Um, We've had a rainy few days here, so I didn't want to go outside (laughs) Um, on time. But here we are, and I actually got myself out of the house outside to go buy some bread at the bakery and realized it's actually quite nice out. There's a light drizzle and the air is cool, but um, it it doesn't feel like the type of cold that like burns you. It's just that nice cold where where everything feels fresh and dewy. I mean, especially because everything is dewy since it's been raining. I think we're gonna start to see a lot of green growth come back soon. If you've heard the previous episodes, you know that there have been some triggers all around in the air because of things related to sexual assault. In the immediate um, response to a video I posted to TikTok about one of my experiences, and I will stress one of my experiences, um, I saw a lot of like backlash from like predominantly men who didn't want to accept that this was in fact sexual assault, who were doing victim blaming, um, who said that I was asking for it or said that nothing happened or said I should have just said no. All of these things. And um, it was really hurt because I felt that nobody was really standing up for me. And to go at that alone is really hard. Um, To go at that without, like, your tribe to step in and say, like, this is not right. You know, like, all of you guys are are out of line here. Um, It's really hard. I refuse to take that video down. And if anything, it makes me want to continue sharing more like that because I do still feel that there's a few things happening right like I'm putting that out there and I'm saying I don't care what the response is and I don't need to be validated and um, that in itself is healing but also like in the couple of days that have passed since the video was posted. There has been some, like, on the other side, some really shock at the things because I shared um, some screenshots of the, the comments that people left onto my Instagram. And there were some people that were shocked, like, what, like, who are these people, da 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 And it's really important to me that people see what happens 
when you speak up about something like that, like what happens when you tell a story about being assaulted and put it out there, like the responses that women like myself get. And I know that if I, if TikTok allowed DMs from people that you didn't, like that weren't, you weren't also following, then I would have some nasty DMs right now. I think that's how it works anyways. I don't have my phone number linked onto it, but I think that you both have to be following each other to exchange DMs. But it's really important to me and then that that people just see what the reality is because it's a lot less abstract when it's your friend who shared something that now people are like attacking her for. It's not like, oh, in a very broad general sense, um, reactions like this happen. It's like in a very real sense, this just happens to somebody that I know and love. And maybe it will encourage some people to, to speak up when they haven't and to talk about it. That's my hope. That's always my hope that by sharing things that have happened to me, um, people acknowledge that this is a real problem and that these things happen and that there is a tremendous amount of backlash when people actually do decide to talk about it. Nothing about my story is unique. I mean, in the sense that nothing that has happened to me hasn't happened to other people in a different way, shape, or form. The only thing that is mildly unique is that I am starting to feel comfortable sharing it and have the strength to do that. And it's so funny because one of the comments was like, grow a spine and do something about it when if something like this is happening, like, and was shaming me and blaming me for the incident, of course. But the irony is that to share a story of anything like that happening to you takes so much spine, <laughs> like, takes such a strong amount of backbone because you have to understand that there is a high chance that you will face a lot of like intense criticism for it and that is not easy to do I don't think that there's anything better or stronger about me because I'm willing to do it I think that all women are strong most women have gone through things like this and just being able to carry about your day and not have it not have it take over your life um, or to be able to work through it when it is taking over your life or wherever you are in your stage takes a lot of strength and people don't see that enough. But 
I do acknowledge that at this moment in my life, I'm feeling the type of strength to be able to to talk about it. <clears throat> I've always been an activist, and I've always um, tried to fight for other people, whether it's um, people who are affected by um, things like HIV/AIDS, whether it is people from marginalized communities, whether it's women. I never before um, connected translating that into actually advocating for myself in, in this way, um, where I can start to share things that have happened to me and in doing so, again, make, make the whole idea of sexual assault and men acting violently against women much more much more real and less abstract. Again, it's hard, it's much harder to, to generalize something or to see it as an abstract concept when your friend is in front of you telling you about something that has happened to her. And I think that if more women, as more women are able to do that, men will start to realize more and more how many of us are truly affected by it. It seems that a lot of them were really surprised that the that that ninety seven percent number from the UK came out, but I was actually really surprised that it wasn't a hundred percent, and I do truly believe that it is a hundred percent. I think that there is just a small fraction of the population of women who choose for whatever reason, and it's within their right, but choose not to view things as harassment and that's fine because they you know they can do the things they need to to um to you know help themselves to live their own lives um but i would i would guess that if we looked at their life through an objective lens with a clear definition of harassment that we would start to peel away the layers and see where it, where it truly is. And I say that because harassment is such a huge part of my life. Like, it's not like one time I was harassed. It's like, frequently I am harassed. Uh, and because of that, I just have a really hard time imagining a world in which there is a woman who is not does not become susceptible to that. And so that's that's where I am today. I really encourage anyone and everyone to if or when they feel ready to to start speaking up or to connect to people that are um, to support each other. I will always support all women who decide to, to do that and all women who don't, really.
Um, but yeah, like those initial feelings that I was really alone in this were really hard. And I know that I'm not, um, but I just, I just know that like that sense of community will, will make the message stronger. And by having solidarity um, with other women who have experienced things like sexual assault, which again is most women, um, and men who want to put their foot down and see this stop happening. It's so funny because there's this whole thing about protecting your daughters. I remember my dad telling me when I was a kid, you know, men only have one thing on their mind. I mean, as a girl. And, like, how horrifying is that? That, like, as a young girl, you're already being told that you need to be conservative and you need to cover up and you need to moderate how you behave because men are always looking for that one thing from you. It really starts to already put into your mind that that's that's where your value is to men. And that's not true, right? We know that that's not true because we know that um, there is a huge amount of value in conversation and thoughtfulness and compassion and um, in whatever like skills and talents you have that you're able to share. Um, there's so much more that you bring to the table than your body. But at the same time, it's so reinforced that no matter, like you have to constantly be censoring yourself and moderating yourself because of what they they want from you. And when it happens and you don't know what to do, you're not you're not prepared. There's so much focus on preventing anything from happening and keeping yourself covered. When it starts to happen, it's like this is my fault. What if what am I what have I done to make this happen? Like I I know these past couple of episodes have been pretty heavy. But we need to talk about these things. Because the reality is that it affects a lot of people. Whether or not they want to talk about it. Whether or not they want to share their story with their friends, family, partner, publicly. It doesn't matter. Sometimes... You don't even want to share your story with your partner. I've never talked to any of my boyfriends about um, sexual assault. (laughs) Maybe in the future that will change now that I'm coming to terms with a lot of things and, and starting to talk about them. But 
but the reality is that just because you don't know that it's happened doesn't mean it hasn't happened. And so we need to talk about them. So. <clears throat> I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being a part of this journey. Have a great day and a good morning. Love y'all.